we have the incredible privilege this week to read Parsha's Baloscha. And nestled in the midst of this Parsha is the riveting discussion, riveting story of a group of individuals who approached Moshe Rabbeinu. The Torah tells us this is in Parak Tess, chapter 9, about a group of individuals who are Tameyam Lenefesh, ritually impure, and they come to Moshe Rabbeinu with the following problem. They say, Moshe, we were Tameh, we were ritually impure, and therefore unable to go ahead and offer up the carbon Pesach. Paschal Lamb. And they say to Moshe, Lamani Gara, why should we lose out? It's true we were Tameh on Pesach, but why should we lose out on this awesome privilege of bringing the Paschal Lamb, of bringing the carbon Pesach? Moshe Rabbeinu hears, he has no idea what to tell them, and so he responds to them with the following phrase. This is Perektes Patsaches, chapter 8, excuse me, chapter 9, verse 8. Vayomar le'a Moshe, Moshe says to the people assembled, Imdu Stand here, stand here, and I will hear what HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands regarding this situation. Okay? So Moshe Rabbeinu Papashtas tells him, listen, let me ask God. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I, we don't, I don't have any halacha regarding this situation. God's never communicated anything to me regarding this particular circumstance. So let me hear what HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to say. And the Mepharshim, the commentaries are intrigued because Moshe Rabbeinu could have just said, listen, I hear, I hear, I don't know the answer. Let me discuss it with the Ribbon Shalom and I'll get back to you. But Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Indu, stand here. And Bepashto, stand here, means stand here with me and I will hear what HaKadosh Baruch Hu commands regarding this situation. And the question is, why do they have to stand with Moshe Rabbeinu? Why couldn't they go home and Moshe Rabbeinu will get back to them? Why the need to stand here with me? And the Vashem Tav HaKadosh provides a beautiful insight, actually, with, with, to, to this Pasuk, to this question, with a, with a beautiful story. And it's a story that has a mashal, so it's like a double story. So the story goes that it was known that the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh used to daven a very long Shemona Esrei. And the Talmidim who davened with him, they understood. This was the Rebbe Darko B'Kodesh, he davened a long Shemona Esrei. But the Talmidim were dedicated disciples and you know, they weren't going to leave the base Medrash early. And what would happen is they'd have to wait to begin Chazar Sashat, the Chazan's repetition, until the Baal Shem Tov was finished. So the story is told that one Shabbos, the Baal Shem Tov is davening. And you know, the Talmidim knew the Rebbe took whatever amount of time it was to go out and daven Shemona Esrei. So was Shabbos. And they figured, you know what? Like good Jews, let's chap a little Kiddush. The Rebbe is going to be davening for another, whatever, another 10, 20 minutes. So let's, let's go make Kiddush. We'll go have something to drink, have something to eat. We'll come back. And he won't even be finished with Shemona Esra yet. We'll still have plenty of time. So they go ahead. They go to make Kiddush. They come back within just a few minutes, certainly within the window with which the Baal was normally davening Shemona Esra. And they find the Rebbe sitting by his makom, having finished Shemona Esra, waiting for the rest of the Chavra to come back to finish Chazar Sashatz. Chazdan's repetition. So they finished davening. Afterwards, the Talmidim go over to the Rebbe, to the Baal Shem, and said, Rebbe, we're so sorry. We're so sorry. We didn't mean to keep you waiting. But Rebbe, could we just ask? Every day you daven such a long Shemona Esrei. Every day is such a long Shemona Esrei. And so today we just left for a couple of minutes. It was within the window. We were back. We, should, we, we were back with, with what should have been more than enough time until you were finished. And yet today you finished the Shemona Esrei so quickly. What's, what's the pshat? What's the pshat? And so the Rebbe, the Baal said, let me give you a marshal. He said, there was once a chevra who were traveling together. And they come upon a beautiful tree. And when they look up into the branches, they see a magnificently colored bird. Magnificent, all different colors, settled in a nest. Okay, but the nest is very high up. So they come up with an incredible plan. Each one is going to stand on the other's shoulders until they make a human pyramid that's high enough, or a human ladder that's high enough, 
so that they could see into the bird's nest to really take in the entire beauty of this new species of bird that no one had ever seen before. And they would switch off. Everybody would get their turn to be on top. Okay, so what happens? So they start to, they begin to make the human ladder, the human pyramid, and one goes on the shoulders of the other, of the other, of the other, of the other, until they finally go ahead and reach the top. And the guy is is standing there on the top, the person on top, looking into the nest, taking in the beauty of the bird. And then what happens, says Balshemtiv in the Marshal? The guy in the bottom says, you know what, I'm starving. I'm starving. I'm so hungry. It's right. It took us many hours already to put together this human ladder, this human pyramid. I'm starving. You know what? I'm just going to hop a quick snack and I'll come back. I'll come back. You know, they won't even miss me. I'll be back in just in just a minute. So the guy in the bottom decides he's going to hop a now. She's going to go out and get something to eat. And he leaves. And of course, you know what happens. Everyone comes tumbling down. Because without the guy in the bottom or without the guy at any point in this human chain, in this human pyramid, this human ladder, Everyone comes tumbling down. The Bashant of HaKadosh said something so beautiful. I said, my dear Talmidim, I have the inspiration to daven an overwhelming and beautiful and holy Shemona Esrei because all of you are here with me. You see, you think I just daven the Shemona Esrei because of me. I daven this kind of Shemona Esrei because I glean and I absorb the inspiration and the Kedusha and the holiness from you. This is not just me operating in a vacuum. This is not just me by myself. This is me soaking in the Kedusha that all of you radiate. And so in the middle of my Shemona Esri today, I felt that something was different. I felt that there was less Kedusha. I felt that there was less holiness. Afterwards, I realized why. Because you went to make Yiddish. Because you left. Because you weren't here in the base Medrash with me. So when the guy in the bottom leaves, everything comes tumbling down. I finished up my Shemona Esrei, just like a regular Shemona Esrei. The Bashem Tavakadish telling his Talmidim, you think my greatness is just for me. Sure, I have to do my personal work. But when I'm surrounded by all of you, when I'm in the base Medrash with all of you, I get to take in and absorb your holiness, your Kiddusha as well. Instead, the Bashem Tavakadish, that's the Pshat in this Pasuk. Moshe Rabbeinu says to these Jews, these holy people who wanted a Pesach Shini, they wanted to make up Pesach. They missed the first Pesach because they were originally where they were Tamei. They want to make up opportunity. And Moshe Rabbeinu says to them, Moshe, Imdu If you stand here with me, if you stay here with me, then I'm pretty sure HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to talk to me. See, everyone just thinks that God spoke to Moshe because of Moshe, but it's not true. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe because he lived within the cloud. Because he lived within the people. HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke to Moshe because Moshe Abenu had his own personal Kiddusha, but also absorbed the Kiddusha of all of those around him. Moshe Rabbeinu here makes a dramatic statement. If you stay with me, Imdu, if you stay with me, if you stay with me, the Eshmo, I'm pretty sure HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to come to me right now. And he's going to tell me what Ta'aloch is. If you go home and I'm just by myself, God will come to talk to me at some point in time, but I don't know when. But Imdu, if you stay here with me right now, I'm so confident that the Ribbono Shal Olam is going to appear and is going to communicate to me what the right path forward was. Moshe Rabbeinu, like the Baal Shem Tev, or maybe better stated, the Baal Shem Tev, like Moshe Rabbeinu, understood that although you could accomplish a lot as an individual, there is an extra added dimension of Kiddusha that a Jew absorbs when you surround yourself with your people when you live amongst your people, when you collaborate with your people, when you daven with your people, you learn with your people, you're part of your people. There's a kiddusha that you absorb by just being a member of Am Yisrael and being amongst Am Yisrael. And the lesson 
is so incredibly profound. Of course, on the most basic level, the lesson reminds us, Vart reminds us, the Pasik reminds us, that we have to surround ourselves with the right kind of influences. Because at the end of the day, we are who we are, not just for the personal work we do, but our atmosphere, our environment, who and what we choose to surround ourselves with, has a dramatic impact on the people we are and the people we will become. Surround yourself with holy people and it'll amplify your personal holiness. Surround yourself with holy exposures and it'll go ahead and increase your personalistic kedusha. Surround yourself in the right way. Stand on the shoulders of the right people. Be in the base medrash with the right people. Imdu, stand with the right people and great things will happen. But there's another lesson. It tells us about the need of creating achtos with Am Yisrael. You know, we're living in, in pretty overwhelming times. And to see the surge in global anti-Semitism that has occurred since the latest operation in Gaza is jaw-dropping. And for those of us who live here in America, which is supposed to be a very tolerant society, and we see these images of Jews getting beaten up, who are eating outdoors at restaurants, rallies that turn violent unnecessarily. And this is happening here. This is happening right under us. It's not, it's not the Middle East. It's, it's not, again, rockets being launched. That's okay. We often say, oh, that's Eretz Yisrael. That's Eretz Yisrael. It's here. Anti-Semitism has once again reared its ugly head. And we would be foolish to ignore it. There are many things we have to do. We have to become politically active. We have to become socially active. We have to go ahead and acknowledge that this is a problem that exists and each of us find our own ways with our elected officials and through other means to be able to combat anti-Semitism in every form and in every place. But it's also an opportunity for enhanced achtos because there is greater kidusha when we are together. When we see the world turn against us as we are beginning to see now it is so important for us to bolster the bonds of internal unity. It is so important to try to put aside the differences. It is so important to try to come together. It is so important to figure out how to stand side by side and how to stand on each other's shoulders. Because my Kedusha is greater when I'm with all of you and your Kedusha is greater when I stand with you as well. We're only the best version of ourselves when we stand together. We're only the holiest version of ourselves when it's Indu, when we stand for with one another. And we only have the greatest access to the Ribbono Shalom when we are united as a people. Maybe to internalize these lessons. The lessons of paying more attention to the people and circumstances and exposures we surround ourselves with. The need to build Jewish unity and not just as a response to anti-Semitism, but the need to build Jewish unity, the need to stand together, because it's only through standing together, it's only through being biyachad, it's only through standing at each other's shoulders that we are zocha to a tshura that we are truly privileged to enjoy a close, unique, and meaningful relationship, not just with one another, but with the Ribbono Shalom. Wishing everyone a good and Erev Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.